Hello and welcome to Season 1 of Vajrapod Conversations, where you can listen to a father and son's conversations about life and weathering the storms that face us in said lifetime. I'm one of your hosts, Namka, or just Nam, and my co-host happens to be a neuropsychiatrist, Dr. Chuang Norsang, who I will be affectionately calling Pala because that's how a Tibetan kid addresses their dad. In our first season of this podcast, we will be focusing on topics and issues related to navigating the workplace, which we hope will be helpful for not just our younger, early career listeners, but also for more experienced folks as well. A little something for everybody kind of thing. As a reminder, our podcast is not intended to be direct ethical or medical advice, and if needed, please seek professional help appropriately. And with that, Let's dive into episode two, dealing with office politics and difficult people. So, uh, Pala, have you ever had uh, this sort of situation at work where this co-worker of yours uh, took all the credit for the hard work that you did or maybe a situation where uh, someone spoke, you know, very nicely to you uh, in front of you, but then given the opportunity would immediately stab you in the back. Like, uh, and what do you think sort of motivates these types of individuals? Because it almost seems that for them, personal benefit comes uh, hand in hand with bringing other people down Um yeah, I'm just curious to know what drives these sorts of uh, individuals. Oh, yes. I've had my share of such personalities working uh, back in India and then working here as well in the hospital and clinic settings. Uh, whenever we talk about office politics, uh, the first thing that comes to mind uh, are people who engage in backstabbing or you know, some people who suck up to the right people uh, people who gossip, spread rumors, and those kind of behaviors. You have to remember that uh, all this kind of negativity is essentially about moving ahead. As in life, all offices or workplaces consist of people with different personalities. And let's let's take a step to define personality. Uh, personality generally refers to individual differences in the way we think feel and behave. So all offices and workplaces have uh, people, you know, uh, of different personalities who think, feel and behave in different ways. They bring uh, their own needs, insecurities and emissions into the workplaces. And uh, as a result, we don't always agree with one another. And that's okay. But then there are certain types of people you actually need to get to know better. And uh, they are primarily the people who either try to be uh, deceitfully manipulative uh, and the ones who love to gossip or spread rumors. You immediately become anxious around them uh, and they are likely to evoke uh, some sort of a negative emotional response from you right away. But you have to realize that uh, these people also want to be successful as do all of us. The only difference is that 
they may be wanting to achieve success in their deceitful or underhand ways. So essentially, their drive or personal agenda is probably just above about moving ahead of others. Right, but uh, these sorts of personalities, it's 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 so frustrating to deal with uh, you know individuals who you just can't seem to you can't you just can't seem to change their minds at all. Like you can't change their behavior at all. So what 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 should we do? Well, I think you know, for as far as uh, your response is concerned, you have to look at it uh, in two perspectives: one in the immediate front, and uh, and the second one looking at the larger picture. For the immediate moment of negative interaction, I think you need to step back, both mentally and emotionally, distance yourself. You can do this either by taking some deep breaths or some people count to 10, or both. I personally have a habit of uh, doing a routine countdown, going 10, 9, 8, and so on. You know, anytime uh, there's a conflict, I you know mm. start off by doing 10, 9, 8, while simultaneously trying to focus all my attention on my breathing. Inhale, exhale, inhale, exhale. With the hope that my mind and my emotions change within that short amount of time. And for the most part, that helps. Uh, Your rational mind uh, comes back to a large degree within that short period of time. And you find that you're not that emotionally charged anymore. And the fact that these people feed off other people's emotion and you learning how to calm yourself is a huge disappointment for them. Now, looking at the larger picture, you know that something has to change. Either you have to change or you have to try to influence the other person to change. Right. But before any change can happen, it's important to do some introspection, looking inwards. Is the issue within you or within the other person? As in any kind of conflict, uh, I've always found it better to look within uh, myself first. I mean, your car breaks down, you have to look under the hood first, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and clarity always begins at home. And uh, why uh, look within myself first? For the simple reason, because the anxiety and the discomfort is within me. So am I projecting the negativity myself? If so, begin to weed out all the negativeness within and uh, replace them with positive thoughts. I'm sure we'll be talking more about this uh, later on. But again, uh, you know, after this introspection, once you're sure about yourself, then uh, the issue is probably within the other person. Now, you have to remember that it's extremely difficult to influence or try to change such people. But you can try some things. Try to always uh, approach them in a neutral manner with neutral responses, emotionally, I mean. Our first instinct would be to stay away from these kind of people, but in fact, you actually need to know them better in order to understand them and their goals. And uh, always remain courteous, friendly, uh, continue to maintain boundaries. And uh, one thing to remember is that people behave badly most of the time because of their own insecurities. 
Right. So we're almost uh, prescribing to the idea that uh, in order to bring about meaningful change, um, I guess the most effective uh, catalyst is actually making positive changes, I guess, to our own behavior. And uh, most importantly, to the way um, we react to uh, external forces that are outside our control. But uh, I think that being said, it's also important to make sure that uh, we are not uh, compromising on our own core values and ethics when doing so, because uh, if it's something truly problematic, uh, like a case where the other person is displaying uh, clear signs of a hostile or uh, discriminatory behavior based on their uh, personal prejudices, for example, then it does make sense to just draw the line then and there and, uh, you know, talk to someone, you're like your manager or HR or, I guess, you know, the appropriate authorities um, at that point. But uh, I guess, what about, um, you know, sometimes... Uh, there might be a situation where you're the one at fault, right? Um, there's the old uh, joke about how, um, you know, uh, if someone asks you, asks you who the dumb one in your family is and you can't seem to figure out who that is, uh, chances are you're probably the dumb one, right? So how how do you, I guess, like, you know, sort of identify that you might be the person who is... Uh, creating a sort of uh, toxic uh, environment at work and maybe it's not the other people around you but yeah maybe it's you how, how do you think uh, one should uh, approach that uh, possibility well like we were talking earlier you know you have to look within yourself uh, first um, modern education you know teaches teaches us so much about the external world uh, and that keeps us so busy that we tend to neglect or hardly ever have the time to know who we really are deep down. And then if we don't know ourselves, how can we judge others? So I think it's really important to set aside time for ourselves, maybe on a daily or even a weekly basis to kind of spend time in our own internal world, maybe even journaling our own thoughts, Mm. asking yourself questions like, uh, what do I like? What do I dislike? You know, what are my strengths? What are my weaknesses? What relaxes me? Or what stresses me out? What makes me joyful? What makes me sad? These are all questions that uh, will sort of like, you know, help you or guide you and get to know yourself better and uh, have a better understanding of your true self. The answers obviously will change with time as your perspective changes. Uh, but then ancient philosophy tells us, you know, knowing yourself is the beginning of all wisdom. So we always have to start by looking within first. And once you work on your negative emotions and energies and uh, try to replace them with positive ones, then the very question of how do you know you are the one becomes redundant. So in this uh, process of introspection and uh, knowing yourself, I think what you mentioned earlier about journaling is, I think, a really key aspect of it. I think because also a lot of times when we go through the motions of life, we uh, we tend to take things for granted. 
we don't really keep a track of uh, how our thinking uh, evolves over time. So I think when we put that on paper, we are able to uh, record our personalities in a way uh, in some form of uh, physical uh, medium to uh, reflect upon maybe at a later point in time. Um, and I think that's a very, very crucial step in understanding who you are is being able to look back at what uh, influenced you in the past, what sorts of emotions were evoked by certain situations and certain stresses that were put upon you. Um, and I think being able to understand your reactions to that and um, contemplating how you can maybe react in a better way the next time. Um, the, the, that sort of uh, reflective thinking uh, would be very, very um, useful. That's right. And uh, almost uh, therapeutic in a way as well. So anyways, um, now that we're on our way to uh, sort of understand uh, ourselves, let's go back to maybe the uh, different problematic, problematic personalities that uh, one might encounter at work. So we've all heard of the age-old adage about how you know prevention is better than cure. So what are the things that someone should look out for early on before matters get worse? I guess, what are the red flags that one should look out for? Well, the certain types of people who try to deceitfully manipulate others and uh, the ones who uh, gossip and spread rumors, like we talked before, are really the ones to watch out for. But how do you identify them? I mean, the workplace is full of different personalities, like we said, from the people who don't listen to you to some of the people who don't acknowledge you from the person who sort of knows it all, has been there, done that, to the people who don't do their jobs, they avoid work or even become dependent on you. But none of them, in my experience, evoke such a visceral response from you than the two groups of people we were talking about earlier. And by visceral response, I mean they affect you physically I, I should say physiologically and mentally every time you meet them. Anytime you start feeling anxiously irritable, uh, your heartbeat starts racing and you feel your blood pressure rising uh, whenever you interact with someone, chances are that this is a person who may have a problem. But again, it's important to separate the person from the behavior and Start labeling the behavior as the problem. This will make it much easier for you to address mm -hmm. the situation. Also, I guess in some cases, we might be jumping to conclusions a bit too early as well, right? Where yeah. maybe we've uh, had one or two interactions with uh, an individual, and based on those interactions, we've uh, created some sort of character profile about them, um, and maybe though that profile has been a more negative profile um, than positive. And maybe sometimes this isn't really a fault in uh, personality, 
it could just be pure misunderstanding whether it's on our part or on the uh, other party's part but um in situations very general situations like these where uh we have uh misunderstandings or a general uh conflict of uh, opinion uh, and not really any particular personality trait uh, that's at fault. What would you say is the best way to handle these, uh, you know, these general conflict situations? Well, like we said, all workplaces are filled with people who bring their own emotions, their own insecurities, their own needs, and their own ambitions into the their professional lives, yourself included, and. Uh, all of us want to be successful and uh, we don't always agree with one another in terms of how we achieve it. There will always be differences of opinion and uh, personalities and misunderstandings may happen. But by and large, if we follow the path of self-introspection first and then uh, try to understand the situation better, these general conflicts generally resolve by themselves. But in spite of repeated internal and external work on your behalf, the conflicts continue to remain the same or even escalate, then there may be a problem. So sometimes these uh, conflicts are part of something much bigger at play. And that's where workplace politics comes in. Um, and it almost seems like a lot of people um, believe that in order to get things done at work or, you know, to just move up the uh, corporate ladder uh, to get that promotion or, you know, to get that uh, salary bump or whatever it is that you're uh, looking to accomplish, uh, it almost seems like you have to be an active participant in these um in these negative um, interactions at work. So what would be your recommendation for someone uh, who's faced with these sorts of uh, situations at work? Do they participate and they engage in these um, in workplace politics or should they stay away from them? Or should they sort of navigate through the uh, difficult situation while still, while still not participating in that uh, negativity? Given what we talked about, workplace politics will probably never go away and disappear completely. There'll always be new hirings, uh, people being laid off or retiring, and uh, there'll always be changes in the working environment within the company. I think one has to be aware of what's going on, um, continue to develop personal strategies, and uh, continue to persevere on building good work habits that will reflect you in your true, genuine self. And one can never stay away from workplace politics totally. But uh, by avoiding aligning yourself too closely with uh, one group or another, uh, being friendly, humble, and courteous with everyone, you can avoid some of the conflicts. And uh, by starting to know who you really are and understanding the situation around you better, you will be able to reflect on your emotions better. 
knowing what triggers your emotions and learning how to handle them better will make you deal with the issues better. Start accepting workplace politics as a reality. And once you are more comfortable with the way things work within the workplace, get to know everyone and try and build your own small social network. And lastly, you can also try to make the workplace more positive by always remaining professional and not engaging in the maladaptive behaviors of uh, the certain uh, co-workers. And which brings to mind the story of uh, Socrates and the three filters in ancient Greece. Um, It is said that Socrates was once stopped by an acquaintance in the marketplace who came up to him and said, uh, hey, have you heard something about someone who was a Mm. common acquaintance of uh, theirs? And then uh, the first question Socrates asked was, uh, well, have you seen what happened or have you witnessed forehand what happened? And then the guy goes, no, I heard it from someone. And uh, Socrates goes, no, well, uh, is... It good for my friend? Is the news good for my friend? And uh, the guy says, well, not really. And then the third question Socrates has is, uh, is it useful for me? And then uh, when the other person said, no, I just wanted uh, to share this information, um, Socrates says, well, it didn't answer the questions of whether it was true, whether it was good or useful. And I don't want to know anything about it. So I think this right. is a good way uh, to kind of negate all those uh, you know, gossips and rumors about the office place. Gotta love those uh, old uh, Greek philosophers. They always seem to have an answer to so many questions in life. So, to put into perspective everything that we uh, discussed today, Let's say that we're facing what seems to be this uh, very difficult person at work. Um, The first step would be to deal with the situation um, by uh, controlling our immediate emotional uh, response, right? Right. So just like uh, keeping something that we liked on Amazon in our shopping cart for, you know, at least like a day uh, and sleeping on it uh, rather than succumbing to our sort of knee-jerk reaction to click buy now. Um, In that same manner, I guess uh, we should first make sure that we ourselves don't react, you know, hastily and uh, and emotionally, um, which actually can be more detrimental to us in the long run, right, than the actual current uh, conflict that we're having uh, with our co-worker. Then uh, our next step would be to, you know, look inward and uh, determine whether, I guess, our own actions or, you know, our own opinions are the reason for why the conflict uh, even began. Um, But uh, once we've determined that, I think uh, we understand that it might actually be the other person at fault, I guess we would need to sort of make the effort to communicate with the other person um, and ma- and again, make sure it's not simply like a misunderstanding or just a general difference in, you know, opinion. Um, then I guess if the problem persists, then it's a good idea to uh, take the time to understand 
uh, the uh, the personality traits and sort of like the motivation um, of the uh, other person and, and I guess leverage this understanding um, to manage future interactions with this uh, particular individual or group of individuals. That's great. Um, and I guess lastly, we talked about how we just, you know, need to accept that, uh, you know, politics and conflict is never going to go away, uh, especially in the work workplace. And uh, the best we can do is to stay aware uh, and be prepared. That's right. And uh, the mantra of for today uh, would be take time to look inwards remember to breathe and count down if it's not true if it's not good and if it's not useful it's probably not for you so that's it for uh, today's episode I'm sure there were a lot of other questions that uh, we were not able to address within the short span of this um, episode. So we encourage all our listeners to send their burning questions uh, to us either on social media or email them directly to us at vajrapod at gmail.com and we will work on creating a special Q&A episode towards the end of this season where we'll consolidate all your questions and hopefully uh, answer Uh, most of them to the best of our abilities and with that here's the two of us reminding you to stay safe stay hopeful and above all keep keep shining if you end up liking our conversations please consider supporting us at buymeacoffee.com slash Vajrapod. Any support amount will go a long way in helping us to produce quality content and also work towards creating exclusive content for our donors in the near future. So show your support by buying one, two, three, or a hundred digital beverages for our podcast at buymeacoffee.com slash Vajrapod. And don't forget to like, share, and subscribe to us on social media at V-A-J-R-A-P-O-D, Vajrapod, so that more people can join in on these conversations. Also, check out our website at vajrapod.buzzsprout.com for show notes and more. All these links will be included in the description. And lastly, don't forget to subscribe to us wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts.